This is Houston Ish. This is Houston Ish. I don't know, you know, like we've talked about that before on the podcast. How it, the holidays is more like, what can we buy each other? That's like super expensive, and I don't know. I just feel like everybody's trying to outdo each other. It's like right. this hype, you know, like this mob mentality of like you got to win, you got to get the best. So, so everybody's like in this kind of like mood. I don't know. I'll, have you seen that meme where it's like? Uh, where it says, like, get, give presents, but then it, it crosses out presents and it says, give hugs or something, you know, get, give encouragement. <laughs> like, it's it's different things, you know, like, yeah. instead of buying stuff for people, it's like, how about, you know, we go give them encouragement and, well, you know, do nice things as opposed to just buy stuff and, and have to have that, like, frustration of yeah. trying to worry about yeah. trying to buy stuff. I mean, I think gifts are all in good, but it depends, like, who you're giving them to, the purpose of it, and then, like... Like we talked about that. But I think that's also our overthinking of it. You know what I mean? Like we shouldn't we shouldn't be overthinking giving gifts. You know what no, I mean? Like I know giving, I do. Giving should be just, you know, from the heart and and I don't know, like we're more too worried about what the other person's gonna think or if they're gonna yeah. like it or not. Like remember how we were talking about in the mm-hmm. castle? was like just give it and then and then release that's it. Uh, yeah, yeah release. release. Don't make it about you. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean I feel like even it doesn't matter what your financial ability is, I think having experiences it's always better than a than a gift, something you can hold. I don't know. Maybe that's the thing. Then maybe we don't give gift gifts. Maybe we give. You know how I say, you know, our presence is a gift. We play yeah. around with that, but maybe that's maybe that's something we can do. You know, like go to your friend's house and hang out. You yeah. know, go do something. Go to the park. Go to I don't know. You know, it sounds cheesy when I'm saying it out loud. To be honest, but I mean, you know, like. I don't know. I think I think that would be nice. Yeah. I want to hang out with my peoples. Y'all hear that, peoples? I want to hang out with y'all. <laughs> and then sometimes I'm like, get out, get out. Leave me alone. I'm like, okay, enough, though. Don't stay too long. Don't stay too long. Hello. Anyways. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the illest and trillest little podcast in the 713, the 281, the 832, the 346. How many zip codes, girl? Do you know that one, the 346? That's, that's that new one. That's a new one? Yeah, we got a new uh, zip code in the Why? house. Why? I don't know. Okay, Girl, keep going. Like, this place is huge. I'm sorry. Um, interrupt your flow. If you're not familiar with it, uh, <laughs> get familiar with it. Get acquainted with it. And if you're not familiar with us, get acquainted with us. <laughs> yes. We please. are Natalie and... Luz. <laughs> not Luz. Not Luz. Please don't do that. <laughs> don't get hit. <laughs> and uh, lucky you, you have stumbled right into our wacky experiment known as Houston-ish podcast. Hey. So uh, today we got a man in the studio who needs no introduction in this city because everybody who grew up here and everybody who went to a hood school, uh, we all know him. His government name is uh, Richard Reyes, but most of us know him simply as the man who brought Christmas in a Cadillac, Houston's very own Pancho Claus. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) Welcome, welcome. Thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule. Yes, we're so excited. I woke up feeling a little uh, psychic. This morning. Oh, oh what? What? Yeah. <laughs> Tell us. Like, uh, well, <laughs> like, who is Boo in your life? Who is Boo? Uh, Mo. Mo is my hubby. My Mo, Mo is Boo? What? I didn't know that. <laughs> Mo, yeah, yeah. Mo is my husband. No, but does Boo have significant <laughs> meaning? Um, the word Boo? I think it's it, it's derived from bow. Like, no, like my boo. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I think it's derived but from But is that a, a nickname for him, or are you just saying it in generalities? I've oh, heard you say that I call before. Him, I call him my boo a lot, yeah. Oh, yeah. I say boo. I see. I say boo. <laughs> <laughs> I say boo, not just on Halloween. I'm like, boo. <laughs> no, only because it's written on your in your curtain, a little mystic way up there. Oh, so, <laughs> yeah. 
thought about that. Like, I keep my I keep my boo in here. He's with our, me. First, our first guest <laughs> to notice that random boo that Natalie put up on that curtain. <laughs> I do random things. Yeah. Secret mm. uh, glyphs that are. You got me all blushing, and I'm like, <laughs> what? My boo? What? Oh, my boo? Let me show you my ring. So you guys oh, are God. you guys are married? Yeah, we got married uh, a couple of, couple of weeks ago. No wonder I didn't know. I mean, it's yeah, happened it's, so fast. It's so new. Um, oh, my God. Well, I mean, happened fast is uh, one way to put it, but I've been with this dude <laughs> for almost going on 11 years. Oh. So. <laughs> so it was time. <laughs> it was, damn it, yes. <laughs> did, you, did you make any announcements? Did you make announcements? No, I didn't really I make didn't a... I didn't see um, any no, I didn't, on your... I didn't make a Facebook announcement. Yeah. Um, anybody who's hung out with me within the last three weeks uh, no. knows. Wow. Know, Lucky them. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I need to have hang out with y'all more often i know that's right <laughs> um okay yeah, we, need to, we need to have a tally i think i need to get a little bell so every every podcast i joke with natalie that she says it at least once it's not an official podcast oh. if she doesn't say i know that's right <laughs> i wanted to change it i wanted to uh kind of update it and say uh say something else like like uh um, I'm sure that's correct. You know, like, <laughs> I'm certain of the positivity of that. <laughs> Intuitively. <laughs> you should just yell that. I'm going to work on that. I'll work on yeah, that. Yeah, we'll, um, we'll work on that. But, uh, yeah, so, um, God, now i got to stop <laughs> being all blushy here. Um, we were watching um, you on TV last night. <laughs> yeah, that was a blessing. It really was That was so cool, that, yeah. How did, how did that come about? So it was ABC News. Uh, this reporter, Mary Good, she... Um, appropriate name and she called me or maybe she emailed me saying I used to be a reporter on channel 13 so I pitched Mantra Claus over here in New York to ABC wow. World News and they cool. took it That's and awesome. can you do this interview and then it just went from there it's very fortunate thing. nice nice how cool is that yeah I saw your um the what what you're asking for um um presents donations and stuff like that and uh usually we like to keep that at the end we'd like mm -hmm. to like to let our our uh, guests do their plug but we want to jump right into it and uh let people know where to uh, where can they help what can they do well it's been a challenging year first i had my two heart attacks mm. and because of that i had one on a couple of days before our biggest fundraiser which is christmas in july mm. so that had to be canceled and then i had another one in september which put me behind on seeking funds you know for right, a visit yeah. with. and so on top of that yellow cab I mean, Yellow Cab has been a blessing all for the past 20 years, I guess. They used to give us like $27,000 a year through no fault of their own. Uber. Oh, <laughs> Cab right. companies are almost non existing, so that went oh. south. They did give me the lowrider, so that was because that hey. lowrider I'm in all the time is theirs. So, and they still help me a lot, as, but you know, as much as they can. But mm -hmm. we lost that $27,000. And then there's another big sponsor. That went from ten to two thousand wow. for this Christmas, and um, so and then there's a company that would literally bring two big old rider truck full of toys that couldn't this year. Oh. So it was really really crazy. Wow. So this was a godsend that ABC News yeah, came in. Yeah, definitely. And so we put out twice as many uh, uh, toy boxes. Young lady named Monica from Andy's Cafe. She just put out about twenty of them on her own. Oh, you know, she just came out of the blue like an angel. That's beautiful. And um, and so we have a lot more toy boxes out there. And then we made a GoFundMe page. Okay. 
uh, and it's uh, Poncho Claus uh, Toy and Smile Drive. Okay. And uh, so that's how we're handling it. We'll be okay. I mean, it always works. So it always it always comes together. I mean, there's uh, anything we learn is perseverance. Yeah, right? yeah. So we've never refused any kids. Thank God. I mean, I know this is not going to be the first year to do that. We're going right. to refuse anybody because uh, we're we're doing okay now. You know, uh, and I hope we can keep it that way. So, yeah. so where uh where are some of these? You said Andy's. Uh, where are some of the other boxes like that? Well, can find them? you can go to any Mambo's restaurant, uh, Casa Ramirez, uh, Andy's. Um, there's so many places and so many new places that she mm -hmm. found. But on my Pancho Claus Facebook, okay, she's put them all on there. Perfect. So yeah. find one near you. We'll definitely post a link to that. Yeah. And then our, our listeners, if you guys want to donate, please, or, please. Or the TBH Cultural Center at Jensen Navigation can also drop off toys there because that's what we really need. I mean, toys are very much appreciated just as much as money. So right. uh, just bring toys, uh, have your own family party and collect toys or company party. And mm -hmm. you know, Yellow Cab will send, so that's how they're helping us. Yellow Cab will send a driver to pick them up at no cost too. Oh, you oh, know what nice. I was just thinking? I think mm -hmm. I'm going to contact um, the IBEW where Sam works and see if they can do something. Mm. I was just thinking about that. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But I mean, I just, I mean, we have to make our connections because I yeah, just think pull about. Pull together. Pull together, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's GoFundMe, Pancho Claus, Toy and Smile Drive. Perfect. Nice. So let's, um. all right, cool. So let's uh, let's back it up a little bit because, um. Maybe some people who are listening beep, uh, beep. don't. I know. <laughs> maybe <laughs> post rewind, <laughs> post rewind. It. <laughs> maybe they don't. Uh, they don't exactly know. I mean, I know I said in the in the uh, in the intro, you know, that uh, you need no introduction <laughs> and whatnot. But I realize like. Uh, people can't see you right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was thinking this morning. Why am I putting this on for radio? Hey, man, you're looking sharp. That's all I know. You're looking real sharp. I, I know like, that's right. I know that's right. Wait, wait, wait. We're going to blast some pictures. Don't worry about that. Yes. That's for sure. That's for sure. So um, who? how would you describe who is Pancho Claus? Well, it depends who you ask. Oh. <laughs> I've had a lot of introductions. One time, well... Uh, I remember one time I got out of the car and a little girl was walking late to school, a little eight-year-old, and she looked at me and she went, uh, but, 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 Poncho Man. <laughs> and another time, uh, an Anglo principal was introducing me, and she says, okay, here he is, boys and girls, Sancho Claus. Oh, no. <laughs> All the Latino hey, teachers. Sancho. <laughs> So, uh, awkward. <laughs> no, but Pancho Claus started in 1981 at Ripley House in the Houston TBH as a uh, Christmas play. I had just joined. I was looking for my roots, literally. That movie Roots had just come out. Mm. I was looking for my roots, and I stumbled onto Talento uh, Bilingue quite by accident. And I noticed on the season they had written Pancho Claus. So I asked the director, what is this play about? And he was like, well, we haven't written that yet, but the whole idea is that Ripley House uses its auditorium, which we use as a theater, for Christmas functions a lot. So we decided we're going to take a children's Christmas play out to the public, like libraries, parks. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, what is?" he says, why don't you try writing it? Because he knew I was taking writing at the University of Houston at the time. He says, why don't you try writing it? And I was like, well, what is it about? And he says, well, I, we imagine a man in a sombrero, in a sarape, with a burro. Oh. You know? 
said, okay. But luckily, Luis Valdez and Edward Olmos had just come out the year before with the movie Zoot Suit. Mm-hmm. And it was all the rage. There was lowrider contests popping up like crazy back then. There was suit suit contests. So I started with the poem the night before Christmas and changed it up Chicano style and what to my wondering eyes should appear but eight lowrider cars all jacked down in the rear. Amaya, paya, están en la cama. Mom in her nightgown. Ah, tu sabes that don't wear pajamas. <laughs> so then he liked the poem. So we wrote the play that Oh, I wrote the play that went on with it. Basically, it's about uh, a zoot suitor, low rider uh, that breaks into the bathroom window at Christmas time. <laughs> Has a lot of messages about not judging people how they look, respecting your elders, mm-hmm. not expecting but love for Christmas. And so that's how it started. I started going to the schools. Uh, I remember I called the principal, Stevenson Elementary, and uh, Told him, you know, I was from Talento Bling with Houston, and we had this play, Parts Cross, and he was like impressed, I guess. And said, Yeah, yeah, we don't have anything for Latino kids here. You know, the opera comes with symphony, but there's nothing in the 80s mm-hmm. that come, they have, like they do now, they have mariachis and battle for political in the schools. They didn't then. So said, yeah, yeah, come, come. But he had never seen me. So I show up in the zoot suit with this fedora and the dark glasses wow. and all these chains. <laughs> And he looks very ner- nervous and awkward. He's like, uh, hold on, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's uh, talk about this. Come in my office. <laughs> yeah. And that used to bother me. At first, I would do the poem, like publicity. I'd go to these classrooms, and I would do it classroom by classroom. Now you wow. can say there's a Ponza Claus play, and people come. But then I'd have to go classroom by classroom, Ooh. do the poem, and say, hey, we're going to do this play at Ripley House down the street. Come see it. And I remember doing the poem, and there'd be an Anglo teacher, non-Latina teacher, so I say, and she'd have her arms crossed, and she'd be mm. looking like, you know, like, what is this? You know, what did they let come into our school, you know? <laughs> and it would bother me. They couldn't see me looking at them because I have these dark glasses. Mm-hmm. So I would really, really play for the teacher. I would try harder. And my, I do these splits and stuff like this. I was younger, 29. <laughs> and uh, I would try harder and to, to the point where I would mess up the poem, you know, trying wow. so hard. And then I just finally realized that, you're never going to please anyone. Um, you're not just otherwise we'd we'd be praying to the same pope or listening to country music or just all liking the same things, and we right. don't. So yeah. it's just a f- given that somebody's not going to like it, mm-hmm. and just go on and move on as long as the majority of your audience likes it. Right. Uh, yeah. Just we'll be fine, you know. And but to this day, you know, people say negative things on Facebook. Like once in a blue moon, I saw something like that this morning. I was like, oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> let me start doing my splits <laughs> for this person. Because <laughs> so, yeah. there's gonna be the haters, of course. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's interesting, like you mentioned that that even after all these years with all the success, you still feel like you oh, know what? Yeah. Let me let me prove myself, <laughs> you know, to these you know naysayers, to these people that are questioning what you're doing or not, you know, such a fan. They say once you get to like a certain status that you don't read your comments anymore. Right. So maybe, maybe that's where you should. Uh, yeah. <laughs> maybe just don't read uh, the comments. I gotta look, read the comments. There might be money. <laughs> there might be toys. That's true. <laughs> you have oh, yeah. to. Ah, the yeah. struggle. The struggle. Uh, yeah. You gotta take the good with the bad, I guess. Uh-huh. It's a tough part. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I hope we never get to that point. I don't want to read anything. <laughs> I saw Natalie's face like, uh oh. <laughs> I read all the comments. With I don't. Gusto. I'm like, I don't I'm read so a happy. thing. I'm like yeah. smiling, <laughs> just blind as can be. Just looks great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so where did you? What area of Houston did you grow up? Mm. 
uh, when we moved here, I was like, my mom was a migrant farm worker. Okay. So I was born in this little town called Olton, Texas, and uh, way in West Texas between Amarillo and Lubbock. But she moved right down here when I was three months old. So I've always lived here. And we lived on uh, West 27th Street of the Heights for the longest till I was ready for school. And then we moved to Cottage Grove right there by T.C. Jester and, uh, mm-hmm. and I-10. And then, uh, then we moved to the north side for my middle school years, which is I went to Marshall. Mm, Marshall, okay. Yeah. And then in my adult years, like my 20s, I was living in the East End because I was working at Ripley House. I went to Bilinguas in the second ward. So there for a long time, yeah. And so then Hurricane I came along, had different plans. So now I'm living in the north side over here by uh, Parker and 45. So I've lived in a lot of, a lot a lot of places. A lot of different places. I guess you don't have a favorite, huh? You don't want to give it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it'd be hard because it's a big rivalry between the I north side know. and the east. I, 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 don't know. I don't even know how Nat and I came I together. I know. I know. I'm that Eastern. <laughs> I'm that yeah. second ward over here. Yeah, north, I, north, side, I, north side. North side. North I, side. I, I peeked at your questions and I'm I'm kind of dreading the what's your favorite restaurant? Because they all give they all have toy boxes in their restaurants. They're like, uh, oh yeah. So, see, so I think a better. I think maybe a different question, but somewhere along the li- same lines is, what's your favorite like meal? Perhaps that you order every restaurant. Something you really no. like to my enjoy. answer for that is because uh, because I'm single now and I eat out a lot and so you know it has to well you know Las Casuelas which I know y'all don't remember but it was on Fulton for the long in the 60s and 70s and it was the first 24-hour restaurant Ooh. before Denny's before Jack in the Box so that was a place to go especially all the dances were there Pan American Starlight blah blah. So those greasy tacos were just the best, you know. <laughs> Carne guisada at Andy's, uh, just you know, mole at Rio Valencia, oh, I love mole. Collinsworth. So oh, via Arcos breakfast tacos on navigation. Yes, so, I know exactly what he's talking about. Yeah. I'm with you right there, man. <laughs> La Carreta's number one Hakambo. Uh, <laughs> I can go on and on. Oh, can't forget uh, uh, Mambo spicy chicken. Believe, believe it or not, because it's seafood, but I love their spicy chicken wings. Mm, Mambo. Shout out to Mambo. So there's a diplomatic answer. <laughs> I like it. I like, I like it. it. We got we got a little variety here. <laughs> we got stuff to choose from. <laughs> I think I think one of the things that I always think about too. It's funny that you're talking about like the different um, areas of Houston and r- rivalries about food. I think about how I've gotten into these conversations with friends when I say, "Where do you go?" to good raspa and they're like by my house and i'm like oh yeah because the one by my house is better <laughs> like, and like oh yeah do they put this and this kind of cheese on your i love that do they put this kind of this and this and this and i'm like no ours well, is better talking about rivalries i started this mm, about five years ago and i do it every other year but I'm amazed at how many people respond. We have a little contest, which is better, Papa Burgers in the North Side oh. or Champ Burgers in Second Ward. Oh, my. And whoever wins, we go out and give toys. And this is like in January, right, before Dilo Reyes. And because I'm bored, it slowed down, so I don't have time for this silliness. But people really are passionate with what yeah, they write. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Those, those fries at Papa Burger with the ketchup on top and the little fork and, you know, the steak sandwich <laughs> at Champs. And They're good. I, you know, both of them are good. I can't yeah. even hate. I don't think, I don't I think that hate. we could. We should put up a, uh, what is it called? Um, 
A poll? A poll. I was going to say a vote. We should put up a poll about that on our our page and see what the listeners say. Champ Burger versus Papa Burger. I I mean, I have my vote, but I'm not going to sway anybody here. So I'm just going to shh. I'm not going to say anything. But yeah, I I got my opinions on that one. They give me free food, both of them, both of them, both of them. <laughs> right on, right on. If they're supporters of you, we're supporters, uh, supporters of them, of them right? for sure. Uh, what about um? What about Bond? Bond, there's a place over here. You know, to me, Bond just about tastes the same everywhere. I can't really see a big what? difference in really? the way I can. I I, I go. To, <laughs> I go to Fiesta because that's convenient, right. and I want uh, it, and it's there. But I got some pineapple empanadas that were like not cooked all the way for the first time. Ooh, and uh, but I mainly go to this place on Irvington near Bennington. It's a little shop there, hmm. and uh, also it's some convenience because I always pass through there. So I'm not, but I, I go to that one because convenience. It's the only one I go to. I don't. Yeah. It's been so long since I've had bandulce. There's one on uh, Ojarasca's. Man, that place. Has a lot of a lot good of people. Bread. A lot of people swear by. Uh, it's called El Huero, across street from Farmers Market on Airline. Ah, so oh, I've never been there. And Isn't Bolios right there? Huh? Isn't Bolios right there? Bolios. That's what I, oh, I said. I said El Huero. That's close. Oh, yeah. Bolios. I meant Bolios. I was like, how are they open down the street from Bolios? Because yeah. uh, I never go there because I uh, I don't live close to there. But uh, they've donated. He donated a great big poncho claws, a cake with a low rider on it. Oh, cool. Oh. Really nice people, so. Badass. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm just remind- I'm just thinking. You know, I, I can't. I'm on that kettle thing. So. You know, oh, about, so if I had bun right here, you wouldn't nah, mess with it. I don't know. Does Pancho Claus know about the keto diet? Have you heard about the keto? I heard. I heard about it like crazy, but there's so much gluten free and this I and that. Know. Who, who can keep up? I with can't it, keep up. Say. Like my dad always says, everything's gonna kill you. Everything's gonna hurt yeah. you. Everything. He always looks at me like crazy. I'm like, oh, I miss bread. I mean, he's not. He's not wrong. He's not wrong though. He's not wrong. Every one of the things I feel like I've learned whenever um, I'm ever asked this question, which is rare, but like you know, a piece of advice about certain things. I always say, you know what? Every you gotta have a balance. It's all about a balance. And the minute that something gets skewed too much to the left or too much to the right, that's when thing kind of starts to starts to go a little bit crazy. You mm-hmm. know, food, lifestyle, everything. I feel, you know. Yeah. I don't know. That's just me talking yeah. about bread. <laughs> about bread. Uh, anyway. When they do gluten-free tamales, I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? So you hit those tamales hard then, huh? I'm, I'm assuming that when it's Alamo, Christmas. Alamo. Oh, yeah. 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 That's a good one. Um, they have those giant tamales, right? Yeah. They got the regular ones and then they got the big ones that are like they're big and then oh, yeah. they're full. Echo de, de mano, I think they call them. Oh, yeah. Man, they're good. Yeah, I, I, I don't think care. Like thirteen dollars a dozen or something. I'm yeah, doing the keto. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm on that keto right now. But I'm telling you, like right now, <laughs> on that twenty-four. Okay, twelve, twenty-four, eighteen. It's going down. I don't know how many tamales I'm gonna have, but it's going out the window. Like I can't say no to tamales. Like Casa Ramirez always has a Christmas festival. We just did it Saturday. Toy collection. They're really, really good friends of mine. Very lovely people supporters of the movement and stuff and uh, it depends on the weather like saturday was crazy rain so they didn't have as many people 
And I felt bad, but at the same time, I said, yes, because they're going to give us, they always serve Alamo tamales. <laughs> and they always give us a couple of dozen to go. <laughs> like, I'll take it. That's terrible. I know it's terrible because they're business. They messed up and I'm being hey, selfish tam- about tamales. are real business here, you know? Yeah. yeah. People mean business with their tamales. And now they? that now that Alamo has moved into that giant place mm-hmm. on Berry, they, they mm-hmm. used to have a little mm-hmm. shop that was like a closet and everybody would. Probably there, to get like, the tortillas in yeah, there. like the soup kitchen. Because used to be right. like it was like a little small, like you would walk yeah. in and then right to the right, right they were doing the tortillas, like behind this little glass or whatever. So you could kind of walk by and mm-hmm. you're looking at them make the tortillas. And a little U turn, yes. a two foot, another yeah, circle. Yeah, and then you turn and then you got to turn again. <laughs> it's like everything's like at an arm's like reach. <laughs> it was. And, everything. Yeah. and now they have this big tiny. place with a steam table with you don't even know if you should stay and eat because there's just so much good food there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Sounds so good. Yeah. We always get into food. Always get into food. We always have to stop. We have You're going to gonna start doing this podcast after lunch. <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't know how many times we've already said that. It, it, I never, know. it never works I out know. like that. It never does. <laughs> but yeah. I guess all the only heathens come to your broadcast because nobody's going to church. Did y'all do this at 10 a.m. on a Sunday? This is our y'all church. Y'all did that y'all to weed out certain people. Y'all did that time. <laughs> Oh, no comment. <laughs> I'm very called out right now. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I don't know for anybody like knows that meme of this of uh, Homer going into the bushes and that awkward quiet. That's me. I'm just slowly backing away from the mic. Because <laughs> we're talking about our, our like whether like fielding our guests right uh-huh. as humans, but then I'm like, damn it, but we're here. But we're here every <laughs> Saturday at yeah. nine every Sunday. But why aren't you at church on this Sunday? <laughs> oh no, my oh, grandma. Man. I can oh, hear my grandma. Man. My dad as well. My mission is accomplished, Grandma. (laughs) My dad would be very, very happy to hear this. Let's uh, uh, let's, uh, rein it back in. Ask a question. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 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 Do you have any memorable uh, experiences that you had, um, like going out on doing the the toy events, the deliveries, like stuff like that? Is there anything that kind of... Steps out for you. What is it called? When, uh, sticks out in sticks your memory. Out, yeah, sticks out in your mind. <laughs> well, there's a lot of them because people are, are appreciative. And you see grandmas in the background kind of tearing up because they didn't think their kids were going to get anything that Christmas. And we come like a surprise to the porch neighborhoods. <laughs> but yesterday, just coincidentally, something happened like that. This, this, I don't know. He almost looked homeless, but he had a bicycle. So I guess he, <laughs> and uh, we were in the South Houston Parade last night. And that's how the spread is crazy. It's like the Mardi Gras, but at least they have some regulations at Mardi Gras. But this crowd gets like within a foot of the car. I mean, oh, it, wow. it's a bunch of Mexicans all the way down screaming, yelling, a lot of fun. It's cold, it's crazy, and people are having fun. It's at night. And this guy comes up uh, on a bicycle. He's got a beard. He looks to be about 50. He's on a bicycle. And he comes real close to the car to shake my hand. And it was odd, you know, that he did. So I shook his hand. Then he circled, then he came back. He says, I just want you to know I drove 15 miles to come see you. Oh, <laughs> I know, that was a memorable. And I was like, hmm. I, I, it threw me off balance because mainly I'm just saying, Feliz Navidad, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Thank you for coming out. And I just paused. I was thinking, wait a minute. It threw me by surprise. Like, was he serious? Uh, you know, mm-hmm. was he joking? He couldn't have. But why would he say that? Why would we go out of his way? He has to be right. serious. And, and the guy driving me said, did you hear that? I go, yeah. <laughs> so that was kind of touching to know that people, he was an Anglo guy too, you know. Yeah. 
And right. so it's 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 nice to feel that way, and you get a lot of moments like that. Just people being appreciative, you know, it's, it's always happening. That's so. got to be the best part of this, right? Of it is. It is the very best part of it. Yeah. yeah. I remember. Um, I didn't want to get all like how old I am or how long I've been. Doing <laughs> this, you've already put out. You already said the eighties. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, just kidding. <laughs> um, but yeah, I remember. I remember you coming to our school when I was in elementary school. I was in. Uh, you came several times. I went to Roosevelt Elementary, so oh, we're right there in Northside. It's so Fulton, right? Uh huh. Uh huh. Right mm. there on Fulton, and uh, yeah, it, one of those years was like that. Like we were so broke. I think mm-hmm. like in second or third grade, so broke. Mm-hmm. And um, there was like Christmas. Was, my mom was there. Was no. There was gonna be no Christmas. And uh, yeah, and it was. It was just like that. Like I didn't mm. think I was gonna get a present. My mom was sure that I wasn't going to get anything we were it was just one of those like Natty this year is not really a good year you know just you need Mm -hmm. to understand that like I can make it up to you for your birthday kind of a thing you know Mm -hmm. but Christmas isn't gonna come for you this Mm -hmm. year and then you make Christmas come for me that year Uh so it was pretty cool it was pretty nice but um that's how I was thinking too it was like so we were like at that age or I guess when you know we were receiving like gifts from you and from your organization and now, like, I know we have friends that are, I have a lot of friends who have kids now, mm-hmm. and they're in elementary and middle school, you know, and they're the ones that would be receiving, um, you know, like help because they're in you know, hood schools, <laughs> so to speak. Um, but yeah, so I guess that's another reason I want to kind of put it out there, like to our people who are listening and stuff. I mean, we're, you know, the circle, you know, like it's coming back. The circle of life. <laughs> and, there, and there are so many other organizations that give toys. That I partner with, and by partner, I mean we give them a free show, which costs us about a thousand dollars to do. Mm. And so we'll go to, for instance, Navidad in El Barrio, which is a Georgia Brown happening this weekend, and they give out like three thousand toys. You know, each kid gets a bunch of toys, and they come in buses. The place is packed, and they give away a lot of bicycles. And to this day, young people say, oh, yeah, I went to the George R. Brown and you gave me my first bike. And I feel bad because it was not without invited that gave me their first bike. Aww. But I get a lot of credit Aww. when I the go. Kids remember, they yeah, remember. Yeah, that's it. Just like they think Santa Claus did it if Santa Claus right. didn't present, uh-huh. you know. So, uh-huh. Right. Yeah. Uh, but that's still so beautiful, though. It I, is. It's right, nice. So we, that that we work together you, like yeah. that, and, you know. You know, uh-huh. that they that you're that image that they see when they mm-hmm. think about that memory, yeah. that you're the person that they visualize, yeah. you know? Not the bike, but you as a person that gave them that gift. That's just beautiful. But, um, but, but then on the other hand, going back to what you were saying, that's the reason why I don't go to clubs anymore. I'll go to a club like once a year. Mm. This beautiful woman will start talking to me, and then I get out chiflado. I get out <laughs> And then she busts out with, you know, when I was a little girl, you came to my elementary oh, school. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, let me just get my walker and leave. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, so they hear that all the time. You came to my elementary school, and the person looks like 60 years old. Oh, no. <laughs> I and mean, I don't feel so bad because I, I, I know I don't look 60. <laughs> I know you don't. Oh, man. <laughs> Wow. So so we're in 2018. So this has been um, like 30-some years, and you've been doing this? 38 years, yeah. 38 wow. years. Mm-hmm. How has the game changed, the giving presents to kids? Game? It's changed in several ways. Before I tell you about the giving the presents, but 
back when we started in 81, computers were just coming out, you know, then right. and we used to give out these cards, you know, we'd take a picture and say, download your picture with Poncho Claus, because everybody's, we didn't have Facebook, everybody's trying to get internet. Yeah. And then all of a sudden the card said, download your picture with Poncho, I mean, get your picture on Facebook, Poncho Claus, right. you know, we go to places like Mambo's, and, and now people don't, people bring their own cameras and just selfies. <laughs> yeah, they, they don't even want autographs. They just want selfies. Yeah, a selfie or didn't happen. <laughs> so that's right. how that changed. As far as toys, I hate to say this, but kids scare me a little bit because they're a little bit more greedier. There's a lot of stuff. Mm. I mean, we didn't have <laughs> smartphones and i iPads. I mean, right. probably we would have wanted them, but we didn't have them, so we didn't know to want that. Mm -hmm. We wanted simple things like Monopoly games and basketballs. And so I worry about that, and that's the reason why at our toy parties that we have for kids, they get seven presents each, but we don't wrap them. We, like, have them out. We, we don't even have a boys and girls section because a girl could want a basketball. Right. Or a boy could want uh, makeup because he's a rock star. You know? Right, right. And if you wrap them, you could give somebody a Monopoly set, and they don't play those kind of games. Or you could mm -hmm. give somebody a basketball. They already have one, or they don't, you know. So it's best. I feel better. That way, at least I know they took something they wanted. They picked exactly. it. You know, so yeah. you got to be a little bit more on your toes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I thought about that. You know, the minute that we were talking about, you know, having you, and, and we were going to be able to be interviewing <clears throat> you, My one of my first Natalie says that I always go that I always take it to the sad side or the negative side, but I just I'm I always think about certain things and I hate to think of it as a negative, but I think about kids that are like that that are maybe not as appreciative, mm -hmm. you know, especially if yeah they're coming from a family that doesn't have as much as their friends and they see friend and yeah, friend they has see what, they get, yeah. what they're getting and you know and they could still be even even though they're getting this awesome opportunity to get a gift they might still be yeah. not as appreciative as they should be yeah so as an adult. You know, we see um, how lucky they are, but they might not understand it, you know. But that really helps that we let them choose their gift. Yeah, at least that's why I think that's a great idea, too. But talking about kids not being appreciative, at Casa Ramirez, I hand out candy canes or taking pictures. Mm -hmm. And there was a little boy, he was about five, and he was kind of scared of me. He didn't want to take the pictures, kind of pulling away. He wouldn't talk at all, and his parents were pushing him, but he wouldn't talk. And so I said, okay, thank you very much. Here you go. And I gave him a candy cane. He was walking away. Yeah. And then he turned around and told me, like, very matter-of-factly, like a business deal. He goes, uh, no, no, this, this candy cane is broken. And so, no. Oh. And I need another candy cane. <laughs> like, wow. Okay, so don't give out broken candy canes. These kids are up to wow. it. Wow. You know? <laughs> I would have been like, because I was kid. <laughs> hey, it was so cute, though. <laughs> like, was cute. It was so cute. He was so little and so shy. Oh, and then all of a sudden he broke out of it to speak up for himself. Nobody's going to push that kid around. <laughs> I was like, I will not take the broken candy cane, sir. <laughs> this one's broken. <laughs> Exactly. Oh man, that's sweet. So it seems like you're very, um, you're very inspiring to these kids, man. Uh, who inspired you growing up? It's so funny because I have this uh, exhibit, art exhibit called Latino Heroes and Legend, mm. and uh, it draws up from Tony Diaz and I went to the Houston School Board a few years ago when Juliet Stepech was president of the board to ask for for them to pass uh, Mexican-American studies in the schools. Mm -hmm. And it passed unanimously. But Julie Stepech was a uh, advocating for us, so she asked the school board. She was trying to explain to them why it was so important. She said, for instance, can you name five Latino heroes and legends? And out of that whole educated school board, um, they came up with Cesar Chavez, and they barely came up with something mayor. Mm. So then I went to art students I'm working with, and uh, that Mo helped start. Uh, 
in Austin and Melby and Davis and Reagan down now uh, Heights High School and uh, told them let's let's draw some of these. So now we have a hundred of these big portraits of different Latino heroes and legends. Oh yeah, nice. And they're on display at the TBH all in their halls. And we take it on exhibit too. It's accompanied by a book that says, like let's take Carlos Santana or Keach Marine. Mm -hmm. uh, on this side is a portrait, on the other side is an explanation. The first paragraph is how they were raised, like in East LA or Mexico. The second is why they're famous. Cheech is a famous comedian, Santana from Woodstock. Um, and the last one is why we think they're a hero or legend. Mm. And, uh, you know, a lot of people don't know that uh, Carlos Santana has a big foundation that gives out, called Mariposa, that gives out money mm -hmm. to community centers after school. And Chich Marina, of course, is known for the arts and high supports Latino artists. He has a museum now. And so, but in my day, I mean, we didn't have cable. We didn't have internet. You couldn't research people. You didn't know Zapata or anybody else. Mm -hmm. You just... Uh, you just went by what you saw, and it wasn't much. There was Ricky Ricardo laughing real loud. <laughs> but he lived in a penthouse in New York right. with, with this green guy. They were right. funny. I liked the show, but he wasn't like... That's on my... That's yeah. what the people I see. <laughs> and oddly enough, because people will come to my exhibit, which is why I started this, and complain and say, like, why is he there? Mm. He's kind of stereotyped. Why did you put him there? Because that's when my students draw that. And it's Speedy Gonzalez, mm. because that's all I had. I'd be eating cereal, and we didn't have no rewind, or you could see it later. Right. You didn't see it then, you didn't see it. And they're out here, arriba, 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 Speedy, you know, go whatever. To me, he was a hero, because he always, they let him win over the cat all the time. <laughs> True. And True. so, and so I enjoyed that. I mean, but, you know, later on, when, when I started looking at things and being more aware, I guess Zapata would be the most inspirational as far as a, a hero in the back. The Emiliano Zapata? Emiliano Zapata. Because, you know, he was like a... Wasn't well-to-do, but he trained horses. He had a good job. You know, he worked for wealthy ranchers, so he had a good job. And then he left all that, lost his wife in the war, lost his brother, his son, and he kept fighting until he was assassinated. So he gave up everything to fight for his people. And so that, that's why, you know. Nowadays, I would say people like Felix Fraga... Hmm. It was in his 90s now, I think, the ex-director of Ripley House mm -hmm. and the ex-councilman. Uh, because I worked at Ripley House under him for about 10 years. And this man, I would stay late because I loved my job. And I'd look out. I'd have these teen dances till midnight on Friday. And I'd look out my window, looking up, and there he'd be, uh, you know, doing something. Or I'd see him on a Sunday morning picking up litter around the basketball court. He's executive director. And nobody knew he was doing that. He didn't do it for show, you know. And I heard he told me once that uh, the thing is, his secretaries used to drive his secretaries matter as assistant Sarah Ripley because he never said no. People knew if they could get to Felix Fraga that I need clothes, right. I need food, I need a salon for a wedding, he would say yes, and then it was up to the staff to figure out. Uh, <laughs> so he never said no. He still, I mean, I have called this guy for emergencies at 1 in the morning, and like... Um, one time, something caught on fire at Ripley House during a dance. And I've had to call him several times. And every time he answers the phone, very cheery. Even though you know you woke him up, he always goes, hello. Mm -hmm. <laughs> one time, one time, you know, I, I was working a lot of hours, felt unappreciated. I loved what I was doing, but still yet, we're having the Houston Symphony come. And they asked the kids I was working with to 
do a dance with them. They were going to do a dance from West Side Story. The problem was that they needed music, and they couldn't do it. I knew it was a good opportunity for us to to dance with the Houston Symphony. So I went and bought the sheet music for an orchestra. It was like $400. Yeah, that's a lot. The rights and for then, music is expensive. And then uh, they practiced a lot. And then the afternoon before it, they called me and said, oh, you know what? The orchestra's not going to have time. If y'all want to, y'all could do a little dance and, you know, pre-recorded music. I was so upset. I just, I was, I was, the dance, the teen dance was going on. I was just milling it over. And then finally I called uh, Felix around one in the morning. I was so poor then we're going to probably didn't have a car. I was driving a uh, van from Ripley House. And I said, "Uh, Mr. Fraga, this is Richard. I'm going to, you know, I'm really upset about this thing. So I'm going to take some time off. I'm going to go to San Antonio for the weekend. And I just want you to know I'm going to take a Ripley van. And he goes, no, 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 no. You can't take a Ripley van. Come to my house. Come to my house right now. And he gave me his car keys. And he gave me his gas card. (laughs) It was very touching, you know. And so, you know, just seeing him do all that. And as I was saying, one thing he told me that I have found out is true. No matter what you do in life that's good for somebody, it always comes back to you. I have been going to meetings for this cause or that cause or or, or do this. And might not come back to you that day, but later on somebody in that meeting remembers you or gives you a tip or something like that or just a good feeling. But it comes back to you one way or another. And so, so yeah, I, I guess I Felix Fraga would never be... Never thought he'd be compared to Emiliano Zapata, but (laughs) (laughs) different strokes for different folks. (laughs) Wow. I like that. I like how you said uh, even even if it's just a feeling, like a good feeling, like that's, you know, the reciprocation. Isn't that great? Yeah. I'm like, it it doesn't have to be some kind of favor or something or anything tangible. That's what Pontreclaw is all about because it's kids. What can they give you except these great feelings, you know? Yeah. Although a lot of them do grow up and come back and help, you know, they'll say, I knew you win. So. And like you said, you know, I, I'm thinking about how you mentioned like the grandmas that sometimes, you know, get teary eyed yeah. and family members. Yeah. They're not getting the gifts, but that is the gift to see yeah. their family happy. Yeah. You know, exactly. it must be all around. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so, oh, it's just beautiful. It's just sweet. And mm, that's what the holidays I think should be about. Yeah. It's just bringing joy to people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's something that you're definitely doing. We're just very lucky to have you, I think. Right on. You know? Just great. Well, you know, we've extended it to now we do Christmas in July. And people ask me, why do you Christmas in July? We have, we visit summer camps and we bring them to TBH uh, at Center, out of term, do the Christmas show and give them Christmas presents and all. And people said, why, why? Because we started that about 10 years ago. And uh, I said, why are you doing this? And I go, well, because when I was young, we didn't have AIDS or terrorism or Enron corruption, mm-hmm. gangs. We didn't have that in the 50s and 60s and 70s. I said, so now these kids, they have to dodge all that. Mm. So they need a second Christmas in their life. They need a break, you know? Right. So that's what for we sure. do. For sure. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> yeah, and I, sometimes I feel like maybe that the reason why kids have become so dependent in recent years on technology is because it's a way to, to it's an avoidance thing, you know? Like you mentioned, there's so much thing that, things that they're having to dodge in their day-to-day lives that it's just... How can I not focus on what's really going around me and just kind of zone in on that tech, you know, on that on that phone, that Facebook or whatever. So for them to have some kind of 
um, event that they can actually go to, put the phone away, or, and you know, know. And just enjoy. Yeah, you know, twenty, thirty years ago, you come down a neighborhood street and you see kids playing kickball and on their bikes, and mm-hmm. you know, now you don't see that. Every where's all the kids? You know, they're inside right, with their game yeah. and they're playing with other kids, but. Technically, you know, they're both playing a game in different right. regions of the United States, yeah, you know. And so, so <laughs> back in the day, you know, community centers in the summer and stuff, you'd put out board games and have stuff like that. People would come and play that, but they don't do that now. I mean, at TBH, we had to build a computer room and, you know, have a uh, DJ classes and people would come for that. You have to adjust, the only right? kids that come are the ones that their parents are working and they drop them off. <laughs> so, you're going to go. <laughs> Like you figure it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you figure out Monopoly. <laughs> yeah. So when you when you stroll through the neighborhoods, because um, you still do that part, right, where you just mm-hmm. go through the neighborhoods and start giving out presents, um, do you have to, I guess, be more, either be loud and... We've always done it the same way and it works. All you got to do is have some Precinct 6 police cars with sirens. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do it. <laughs> low, Get everybody out. Low riders with truck horns. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> I saw an interview with a little girl, and she was shivering. She was in her pajamas. She was barefooted. It was kind of cold oh. and drizzly. And they said, why are you out here like this? She says, I was eating my cereal, and I heard the sirens, and I knew it was Pancho Claus. Because <laughs> we come down a lot of the same streets, and so yeah. she, she was expecting us. <laughs> what, uh, what do you jam in, the, uh, in your lowrider? Well, if we were rich enough to have a lowrider with a sound system, <laughs> we used to have a sound system. Right? If anybody's out there and knows how to do sound systems, call me. <laughs> because Yellow Cab Tax Fiesta just gave me the lowrider. So that was great. But we did used to have a sound system. And, and then I would jam uh, uh, some Santana, some Little Joe, some Bruno Mars, a little bit of this and that. Yeah, so, right on. I always... Um, I was just thinking about that. I wanted to ask, like, what's the last song that you listened to? The last song? Yeah, like, last song on the radio. Christmas just, songs. Christmas songs, probably. <laughs> My playlist has about 300 <laughs> Christmas songs. I like them. Bro. I mean, I play them because I have to have them ready for when I'm at a place. And, right, yeah. But I like them, too. My son will be playing Christmas songs in, in the summer, and I'm like, uh-huh. what's wrong with you? No one inside, I like that. But. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, what's your favorite Christmas Eagles. song, then? Uh, probably The Eagles. Really? Uh, Please come home for Christmas. That's a good one. This is really good. I haven't heard that one in a while, actually. I'm going to jam that one on my way home. (laughs) That one gets me. That one gets me. Really? Or or that guy, what's his name? He does Poncho Claus come to town. Poncho Claus, I like that song. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely going on the playlist. There you go. So you're, you're more into the classics and less less uh, like Mariah Carey and Michael Bublé. Like the, the only reason, <laughs> not the oh, new I have, I have them there this, in this, yeah. this Christmas and that. But, you know, working with teens all my life and doing teen dances and all like that, I keep up right, to yeah. a certain point, you know. Yeah, he kind of got so, to nowadays. Yeah. I don't yeah. think that, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think that Pancho Claus is down with that bumble rap that is going on. I've heard about I call it. Rap, I call it bumble no. rap, but Natalie corrected me. It's mumble rap. I, I, I like to call it the bumble rap. I officially <laughs> retired sense. August the 1st from, because Pancho Claus doesn't pay. I have a real job, which is with tax fees to doing promotions and mm-hmm. marketing. So I officially retired August the 1st. And so I'm kind of out of the kid business, day-to-day kid business. So, right. Yeah, mm-hmm. But... You know, you, do- you dodged one right there with that uh, mumble rap. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not good. It was like uh, <laughs> you're not missing much. You're not missing much. <laughs> you're not missing much. It's definitely it, changed. It was like when punk rock came out of the '80s, and I had to send Mr. Fraga's 
uh, office and explain to him because a parent called, Richard, what is this punk rock? I said, well, they get into something called a slamming pool and they start hitting each other. <laughs> and they have purple hair. And instead of dancing, it. instead of dancing, they sit in circles on the dance floor and talk. I and love it. <laughs> I love it. You know, I, I said, but it's harmless, Mr. Fraga. And then came rap. Oh, my God. That wasn't harmless. Oh, that must have been fun to explain to Mr. Fraga. <laughs> <laughs> the music playing yeah. and the dances. <laughs> oh, man. Um, where uh, I'm gonna go back to the question. Mm. Where uh, where do you see Poncho Claus in five years? I hope to see Poncho Claus spread around more. I went to the valley last year because of my job, and also because I request they're going to fire somebody, and so I took the promotion of being a manager in the valley because they opened up a cab company. And, and as I said, my family is from the Valley, Minnesota, Texas. My sister lives in Harlingen. I know there's a lot of poverty. US, last U.S. report said there's a 50% children's poverty mm. rate. Oh. And so I figured this would be a good place to do a Poncho Claus, second Poncho Claus. So I started, met some people, went to meetings, getting it going, but then I had the heart attack. Then I had a second mm. heart attack. Then my mom died during the summer, and I just couldn't do it. Mm. And then my house, the problems I had with my house. Right. So I'm hoping to continue that and well and then all the challenges we had just for houston oh, just no. wasn't time to yeah, move, this, expand yeah. so i'm hoping to still do that so i hope five years from now because those people are very very appreciative i mean one year when i first started poncho claus i don't know why i just decided to go to the valley and do it i called i called some schools i went there for one day i went to five schools in one day just to do the poncho claus poem and uh, I had three television crews for the Valley. That's a lot. And I was just doing a poem at a school. And uh, and I remember the last school in Westlake, I called the principal. I was in a cab. And I said, this cab driver says we're not going to make it. You clo- clo- you're off at 3. And he says we're not going to get there till like 3, 10, 3, 15. So I'm sorry, but I just wanted to let you know. It was like 15 till 3. She says, oh, no, no, no. We already gathered the uh, students, and you, you need to come. And so I went to this elementary school. They had the kids in front of the school like a fire drill, all oh. lined up with the buses waiting to take them home because they're mainly from rural. <laughs> wow. For me to do the Poncho Claus po- poem on a megaphone. <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. Oh, so my that. point is they're so appreciative of mm. any little kind of gesture or show or whatever. So I really want to go back there and do it. So yeah, sounds like definitely. So I hope we can expand do. there yeah. and get a bit more stable with Houston too. You know, find our new sponsors or how we're going to do this. So for people who want to um, who want to donate, we were talking about the types of toys and um, things that you know people or kids are, are expecting nowadays. Um, but I mean, what can we? You know, what kind of toys? We can we can we get toys to everyone from babies to teenagers. Because I'm famous to working with teenagers. Mm-hmm. You know, I've worked with gangs and at-risk kids for many years. Tom Edmo. <laughs> <laughs> no, he wasn't, been a he wasn't at he risk. He wasn't at risk. And so, uh, <laughs> so we're looking for anything in there. We even give, a, we even do senior citizen parties. So mm-hmm. blankets or things like that for senior citizens would be good. My biggest uh, need is for teenagers because we have a lot of teenagers that help us. They just help a lot, decorating toy collection boxes and picking up and this and that, serving at the parties. 
but they're kids. Imagine you at 14, you know, like mm -hmm. expecting something for Christmas. You see all these people getting stuff. <laughs> so we really need teen gifts. And, and they could be anything from beanies to makeup to gift cards, $10 McDonald yeah. cards or, or movie cards. Or a sketchbook, cards. maybe? Yeah, like a sketchbook. sketchbook. Yeah, we have a lot of art. Anything you think you're... I know, I know working with kids, like I was a big sister and big brothers and big sisters. Yeah. I couldn't really give them much. You know, being a big sister, I was in high school and my little was in middle school. And I remember gifting her a journal and it was like the most oh yeah i mean her that eyes was yeah her eyes were just i mean i was like oh my god i did something wrong you know because i was in high school i didn't know you know but those things i've, I've realized it they don't have to be these grand expensive gifts no they don't yeah, especially when they're in that age range when they're really trying to figure out themselves and they have all this stuff coming at them you know Having somewhere where they can reflect, draw, just put something down on paper. Maybe, maybe I think that. what it is is because we're kind of scared about teenagers and what to give them because they expect so much. But I think the reality is they don't expect so much from a stranger or a relative or a friend. They're they're really appreciative. You give them a ten dollar McDonald's, mm -hmm. they're like, oh wow, I go to McDonald's. I think they're more greedy with their parents. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they expect a lot more from their parents. So no worries, so, listeners. That gives anything me, and everything was good. That gives me a pass. Yeah, I can see that too. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, true, true, true. <laughs> so uh, switching gears a little bit, I wanted to uh, before we get out of here, I wanted to let people know. Um, so we're here with Poncho Claus, and there's something going on at uh, the Wild Collection where you can meet Anti Claus. I don't know if you've heard or seen anything about <laughs> there's that. There's an Anti Claus. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, the Wild Collection. Remember that's that that store uh, in the Heights. That's, oh, um, okay. Got a lot of wacky things inside of there. The, um, that's right. You told us about have, it. Uh huh. <laughs> that was like in the first or second. And Girl, it, have wow. you still not been there? Uh, it it's is, been a while. They yeah. call it Wild collection for a reason um but anyway they have like this whole um setup where they have it's kind of like a crumpus setup thing oh, you know? okay so God, um yeah. it's it's this evil kind of i don't know like anti -class. um so you see why they meet on sunday morning <laughs> about instead of church <laughs> that's all oh, you know oh, that's damn. all you know that's all you know i'm, I'm gonna talk about anti-claws and the evil elf <laughs> on a sunday but how dare you natalie i want to let our listeners know because there's only going to be two more times that you get a chance to go take a picture with this crazy least crazy looking characters um and it's saturday this saturday and then next saturday so y'all go check that out from 6 p.m to 2 a.m oh no 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 6 p.m dang till 2 a.m i think that's a different Hey, that might be right for these Sounds people. Right. That might... Sounds right. <laughs> I think I might these have hellish it. hours, <laughs> Natalie. <laughs> no, I think the hours are mixed up, and that's for something else. God. Hey, as I always Not say, so terrible. As I always say, as <laughs> that they can Google it. Okay, uh. Google it. It'll be fine. Um, and then let's see. Carbach is going to be doing. Uh, they're going to be showing a Christmas story, and they're going to have a. It's going to coincide with an art market. Um. And the screening of, you know, the classic A Christmas Story. Uh, that's from 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. on Sunday, next Sunday. Um, so check that out. There's going to be vendors, food, Carbock beer. Um, and then, of course, The Christmas Story. Mm -hmm. Or A Christmas Story. And on your <laughs> the, way... A Christmas Story. And while you're on your way to Christmas Story, make sure to find a location to donate some toys. Yes, yes, for sure. And Let that be what you of, do. We will have all of those um, also up on the extra-ish on our page. And actually, I'll probably just put that with our post. Right, yeah. Um, and I'll put it on my page, too, on the Loose Listens page. That way, yeah, that way you guys know where to, uh, where to donate some presents to... Uh, 
Donate your time too, man. How about right. Donate your time. There's lots of places that um, I'm sure you guys could use some volunteers well, too, right? What we really need right now is that's my most concern is we always give a meal. Oh, to, okay. And our big Christmas Eve, we do this on Christmas Eve at 11. So we're looking for some, maybe a cooking club or something. We'll okay. Buy the, we'll buy the meat, you know, uh, to cook for us. Our worst gets worse. Somebody to come and just make, uh, we'll make hot dogs or chili dogs. Or, mm-hmm. well, I got to think of a meal to feed 300 people, you know. Okay. And so, like I said, we'll buy the meat if people could volunteer their time, like you said, volunteer their right. time. Right. Where is this at? This, well, I can't say because oh. it's a giveaway. Right. And then if you okay. announce that. But they can contact kind of, you through through your Facebook? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. We'll put the links up there, too, for that. Do you watch a, have you Are you a fan of A Christmas Story, the movie? I'm just curious now because Natalie mentioned it. Is that the one about the kid and the BB With, gun? Yeah. yeah. I watch all the Christmas movies. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I always I was talking about that with a coworker, and she's like, oh, I never really liked that movie, but I like um, It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah, oh. that one too. Jimmy Stewart. I've, I've never seen it. Jimmy Stewart. I'm with yeah. you. I've, I've never, never seen, seen it. it. Yeah. I've never seen it. Uh, it's nostalgic. It's kind of corny and kind of slow for nowadays, but it's nostalgic yeah. to me. It's, uh, I've never. I've just maybe never we seen should it. do that. We should get together yeah. and watch it. This. Uh, this <laughs> I don't know. This I'm afraid. I'm afraid it might be a snooze fest. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we'll make it not a snooze fest. Uh, we'll put yeah. some. We'll get some wine. And, we'll get some know. drinks going. Take a shot every time somebody says Merry Christmas. Oh no. Hey, if Bancho Glass said to do it, then I'm going to do it. I'm not going to do it. We got permission. We got permission. (laughs) It's a wonderful life indeed. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I like it. All right. Well, I think this is... I think our time is... Our uh, time. (laughs) Well, we appreciate you being here with us today. Yes. Um. Yeah. And again, guys, go out there and do some donations. Don't Buy forget, some presents and put them in the boxes. Don't forget Poncho Claus Toy and Smile Drive on GoFundMe. Poncho yes. Claus Toy and Smile Drive. And any any denomination is yeah, Five accepted. or $10 hey, is a great motivator for other people. Yeah, whatever mm-hmm. you got, whatever you got. Yeah. Let's uh let's get, let's get these kids uh some presents, man, and get yeah. Christmas rolling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here today. It was oh, my pleasure. I mean, personally for me, I'm just very, very happy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very excited. <laughs> so, Put in a good mood. Today. I mean, hey guys, and if you ever hear the you know other cast, I'm usually the downer. In the- <laughs> so, <laughs> you, brought these, you brought us these lovely I, poinsettias. I brought today. the poinsettias. We'll post a picture of the poinsettias. <laughs> I like it. I yeah. like it. It was just very very and, and all seriousness just very inspiring we're oh, very lucky you. to have you and i'm very thankful that you made some time for us this morning so well, thank Houston's you Houston's lucky to have you guys doing this oh thank oh, you thanks. thank you so much <laughs> okay now with my blushing here um <laughs> we'll go ahead and uh, wrap it up and uh we'll see y'all next time ho 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 <laughs> <laughs> Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Houstonish Podcast. And as always, find us at www.appealingcontent.com. This is Houstonish. This is Houstonish. Welcome to Houston. Oh, ho, ho. <laughs> <laughs>